game is going to be everything we ask for. I think. That's, I hope you know. That's every. That's all I can hope. I think this game just be wild. Oh, I am oh. ready. I am ready to be hurt again. But that's a good thing. That means that means that means the juices are flowing. What was the injury? My knee. Um. Hello, and you are welcome for listening to the Packers pregame podcast, the PPP. This is the Packers podcast for those who know why and how, but they want to know when, where, and what. And it is Bears Week. And since it's Bears Week, you know that we have our biggest Bears fan we know on the podcast with us, Jeremy. What up, Jeremy? I am juiced. Juiced. And we are down a man. We are down Will, a.k.a. Big Willie, but as we all know, it ain't about the size of the boat. It's about the motion of the ocean. And boys, we got a lot of motion going on today. A lot of motion in the ocean. So we are trimming the fat today. We have, we're going to talk about the historical significance of the game. Jeremy has a little bit of story time for us, taking us through the history of the Packers and the Bears. We have our very much alive celebrity prediction. We have our, as always, staple of the program the drinking game, and things to remember if you lose, even though the Packers won't lose because you are listening to the PPP, the Packers pregame podcast. So before we get into anything, a little bit of news. If you have been, I don't know, somewhere not on this earth, you know or don't know that the Packers lost their starting left tackle for the season, David Bakhtiari, with a knee injury. And they also went out and signed Snacks Harrison off waivers. And they're telling us that he should be available for today's game. We won't know how much playing time he's going to get. And on the Bears' side of the coin, any roster news for the Bears? The Bears are down two starting corners, the nickel corner and the left corner. I guess technically right side cornerback if you're looking from a defensive perspective. But they've had that problem for a few weeks, and it has hurt them dearly. It has hurt them dearly. But, hey, now we're used to it. We know we know what to expect. That's right. That's right. So before we get into the game preview and Jeremy's, Jeremy's story time, which I'm so excited about, I want to talk about the historical significance of the game. And in my brain, I have this like intense background music playing when I tell you this. On the way to drop Helen off this morning at her sister's house because they're going to a baby shower on Packers game day, believe it or not. Um, I was trying to explain to her the significance of today's game, and that's, that's when the history of it all hit me. Never have two teams faced each other more than the Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears. This is their 200th regular season meeting. Bears coaches and players and fans understand that the number one goal every single year is to beat the Green Bay Packers. Lovey Smith said so in his introductory interview or introductory press conference years ago. A game like this between the two most historic franchises in all of sports with this much at stake comes around less often than the Olympics, less often than the economic crisis, and less often than a new president. Both teams meeting each other is usually enough to get those juices flowing, but today at 325, God's time zone, it's different. 
because the stakes are huge. If the Bears win, they're in the playoffs where anything can happen. Their coach probably keeps his job. Their first-round draft pick has a chance at keeping his. The Bears go into the playoffs knowing they can compete with anyone. They win, and they're in. If the Packers win, they get the one seed, and all paths to the Super Bowl go through Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers, running out of chances to win his second Super Bowl, gets maybe his last and genuinely best shot at getting there, and Matt LaFleur supplants himself as the Packers head coach for years to come. In the 200th regular season meeting between these two teams, there have been a number of important games, but to argue with full certainty that there has been a more important regular season game would be silly. It's Sunday, January 3rd, 2021, and we're all sitting down to witness history. Jeremy, this game is huge. It couldn't be any bigger. It's the biggest game these two have played since 2013, and we'll get into that later. Everybody should know about that one. We'll get into the That's right. other big games of the rivalry, which some people claim to say there aren't very many, but I'm sure we could think of some. Yeah, that's right. And um, the, I guess from, from our point of view as fans sitting down and watching this game, having that underlying historical significance is, it just, it brings to my stomach something like uh, happiness excitedness i'm scared i'm nervous i just want to be at the game you know i'm just i cannot describe to you the feelings coursing through my body right now that was so so eloquently put i just got even more excited this morning and i didn't really think that that was possible everything you said that last one was the best because there's so much excitement happiness and nerves because there's nothing worse with stakes like this than going down in those going down to one of these respective teams if the bears don't make the playoffs it's because they lost to the packers if the packers don't get the one seed it's because they lost to mitchell trubisky and the bears that's right that's right so um jeremy do you because i'm so excited for your story time do you want to go into story time now or do we want to talk about the game first let's talk a little bit about the game actually okay I'll go. I'll tr- I'll do my best because you just followed up with you. You just started off with a beautiful monologue. I'm gonna see if I can <clears throat> set the stage a little bit for this game. Then we can talk about this game. Good. All right. Let's do it. All right. Everybody, everybody listening. Bill, Sam, Sam. <laughs> think back ten years ago to this day. Almost. It was January second. A young, a, a young lad making his first trip to the frozen tundra for the last week 17 winner-take-all game. Pretty much winner-take-all game, except for it wasn't quite like this one. Bears already had a bye. The Packers win, and they're in. If the Bears had any sort of spine, they would have played a lot harder that game. They still played the starters. But this is your friend, your, your your good friend over here, Jeremy. This is your favorite, your favorite Bears fan. His first trip to the evil that is Lambeau Field with the chance to think, hey, if we just beat this guy, if we beat this Packers team, they don't go to the playoffs. 
we have already got a first round bye, and we could have a, a trip through Soldier Field to the Super Bowl. It is third year starting quarterback. Third year starting quarterback in 2020. A team with everything to prove. They've been really, really bad for two stretches of two seasons in a row and have missed the playoffs. And they could miss it again. But just imagine if Mitchell Trubisky and the Bears can go into their own home stadium, as did a third-year starting quarterback in 2010, did in front of his home fans. There's no home fans this year. Don't think about it. If he doesn't win that game against the Bears in 2010, the course of the next decade is drastically different. Aaron Rodgers doesn't make the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers doesn't make the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers doesn't win the 2011 MVP. MVP because there's no way a team coming off of a missed playoffs goes 15 and one and Agreed. throws 45 touchdowns and six interceptions. This game is the chance for Mitchell Trubisky to turn the tides on his career and the next decade for the Chicago Bears. The it's so true. There is, the Bears are back. Th- there is so much riding on this game. Not even uh, seeds, but the actual players on each team, the significance of uh, the Bears drafting Mitchell Trubisky three years ago. And if they win today, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They made the playoffs, and they go into the first round of the playoffs beating what was supposed to be the number one seed. Right? I mean, they look fantastic going into the playoffs. This is Mitchell's chance to earn his spot and respect in Chicago as at least another, he, he can win another year. Jeremy, beating the Packers in, as a Bears fan, I'm asking you, beating the Packers in this situation, like, that counts as like five wins as a quarterback for the Bears because you yeah, are beating... I Go ahead. I don't think I can even make a list. I tried to of just all of the reasons that today could be one of the most, uh, how do I say, what's the most exciting, one of the most cathartic experiences I could possibly have as a, as a fan of this Bears team. And there's just the greatest chance that it couldn't happen, but I'm not thinking that way. I'm only thinking no, of the good vibes. things. Positive vibes only. If they so win, like I already said, if they win, the Packers don't get the one seat. There's just a big burn there. That's awesome. Secondly, the Bears get in the playoffs. I love, I love being in the playoffs. I don't care. Like you know, I'm done with loser talk. I'm done with tanking. When they were on a six-game losing streak, it's just all bottom out. Get a better draft pick. No, I want to make the playoffs. If we are in the in the hunt graphic, I want in. Playoffs are for winners. Jeremy, if if you beat the Packers, they don't get the one seed. If they don't make the Super Bowl, you go home saying that was us. That was us. There's, we did that. I've, I've already experienced playing spoiler before. It's the best feeling in the world. Do you recall 2009, week 17, Brett Favre and the Minnesota Vikings come to Soldier Field. They lose to Jay Cutler and Devin Aroma should do in, the, in overtime. The road to the Super Bowl doesn't go through the Metrodome. It goes through the Superdome. And guess who lost in the NFC Championship game? 
the Vikings. And it's, so, all right, let's talk about let's talk about this game. The last matchup did not go well for the Bears. Um, the Packers' offense looked really good, but there is a like David Bakhtiari, the hundred million dollar man, going out for the season is huge. Khalil Mack, absolutely I mean, huge, absolutely crushing. He, he needs to be licking his lips, salivating uh, with the understanding that he has a good chance at being a game changer, uh, getting after the quarterback with David Bakhtiari out. You would hope so. You would hope so. But it all really is going to come down to how Chuck Pagano, defensive coordinator, decides to attack that weakness because he hasn't done that all season, maybe even two years. He's just been a very vanilla defensive coordinator, not really scheming up pressure, just kind of hoping to get there with four, really keeping Khalil Mack on that one side of the field, which isn't David Bakhtiari's side, by the way, because they believe that they have enough talent in Robert Quinn on the other side. Come on, man. We got to mix it up. We got to do some stunts. Also, Akeem Hicks is back. That first game of the season against the Packers, he was out, and it was noticeable. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was noticeable. I mean, the the Packers offense has been great all year, and when you're going up against a Bears defense, you you tend to think that it will probably slow down, and it didn't. But with uh, Akeem Hicks back and, and with David Bakhtiari out, um, I guess you think that the gap will tighten significantly. You would hope so. And that really quick, I know we're trimming the fat, but I would like to really quick shoehorn in a, a burying, a quick burying. Maybe Please, you know, bury my own benefit. So for those who don't know, I'm going to clear out after this. For, for those who are new to the podcast, the PPP, the Packers Brigade Podcast, has magic sprinkled in everywhere. And one of our little magic tricks, um, I guess like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Christian Bale from The Prestige, right? Uh, There's a little bit of magic hidden everywhere. And one of our our magic tricks on the show is if we bury someone, if we call out a player or a, a part of a defense or offense and just bury them on this podcast for some reason, the next game, they tend to do a lot better. So against my own self-interest, because I want the Packers to win, I am going to clear out of the way, and I'm going to let Jeremy bury someone on the Bears so that hopefully they have a better game today. If you would like any sort of reference, the last time I joined for Pat for Bears Week on the pod, I did indeed bury David Montgomery, and he opened up the run, or he opened up the last Packers game with the run, as our good friend Big Cat would so eloquently put it, got us down to the five-yard line in one run, and he is now a 1,000-yard rusher and a top-five rushing leader in the league right now. So, he works both It's magic. It's magic. So, go ahead, Jerry. There's magic and burying. This week, in the last week of the season, and they deserve it, I am burying the entire defensive unit of the Chicago Bears. They have been an absolute sieve. And I don't understand it. I really don't. They can't stop anybody in the passing game. And the only reason that they really blew out the Jaguars last week is because I think they were, I think they hit the switch. I think they put the tank on because after Mitchell threw that interception late in the half, the only reason we got it back and made it a tie game 
was because Mike Lennon immediately threw an interception right to Rokon Smith. I don't give that to the defense. The whole game changes if they don't just, you know, flip the tank switch. In their last few games, they gave up 27 points to the Minnesota Vikings, 17 points to the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's not a lot, but they really didn't look good in the first half. Mike Lennon was attacking those backup corners, and that's not a good sign if Mike Lennon can do that. Uh, Just seven points to the Houston Texans. They're really bad. They're sad. What I'm talking about is 34 points to the Detroit Lions and 41 points to the Packers. That is wrong. That is not a thing that should be happening with Chicago Bears defense. And the offense has been really good, which is another thing that shouldn't be happening. And that is why it looks like we might have our hands ready for a 2013 matchup where nobody can really stop each other. And it might actually be a little bit of a half shootout. But they, like you said, with Bakhtiari being out, I'm burying Chuck Pagano. I'm burying the defense. Prove me wrong. You guys have stunk. Get some pressure on okay, the old so man. I, 36. I, well, keep going. Yeah, go I'm ahead. sorry. You cut out there, and I, was, I thought you were done. Oh, no, that was about it. Just be better. Burying you, you've been bad. Okay. Be better. So I, I am going to have you clear out now because I need to bury someone. And since I haven't been on the podcast All for the right. last two weeks because I love my mother, I – listen, I need – oh, God, I've been holding this in my stomach for weeks, man. Kevin King needs to be buried. Every single time that I see a wide receiver catch a ball, I see number 20 chasing after him. You have Jair Alexander on the other side of the ball. Jair Alexander is one of the best cornerbacks in the league, if not the best. That's up for argument. That's up for debate. I don't care. What I can argue is that Kevin King has been terrible. He used to be super volatile where he would have like these great plays and then he'd be terrible and you could live with it because he would have great plays. He has been just downright horrible. He looks like... The kid on the playground that plays tag, but is slower than everyone else. So he's always the one chasing someone. He's always the one finding someone. Everyone who goes against Kevin King is getting open. I, Kevin King needs, if if this team is actually going to make a run at the Super Bowl, Kevin King needs to be at least serviceable. And he hasn't, he hasn't even been serviceable. It has been, the offense has been, all right, look around, pre-snap, where's number 20, where's number 20? There he is. That's where I'm going. You don't even have to make reads. You just have to hope that the defensive line doesn't get to the quarterback in time for your wide receiver to make his first cut. Because once the wide receiver makes his first cut, Kevin King cannot stick with him. Kevin King, ya Barry. Oh, that's good to hear. I did not know that he was a starting outside corner. Maybe, maybe uh, old good old offensive genius Matt Nagy can get some get some rollouts his way and put Darnell Mooney. On him, get some get some shake and bake going on Kevin King. Well, the, the, the Packers don't the Packers don't uh, have Jair Trail, so you just have to line up Allen Robinson out there, and you're fine. That's so weird. Why do why do both our teams do that? We have two of the best corners in the league. Well, ever since I declared Kyle Fuller the best corner in the NFC North, he's had a tough couple weeks. Um, <laughs> anyway, but both of them, why don't they follow? Why are why don't they? If, if the matchup suggested, why don't they follow the best receiver? We just stick them on the right side of the field. What are we doing? 
let's 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 get I don't creative know. here. Jeremy, I don't know. I, I Mike Pettin somehow saved his job these last few weeks. Like, I don't know, but I'm I'm done with it. Anyways, back to the game. Jeremy, anything else that you want to mention before we move on? I would like to reiterate myself, blasting I want to say, if you are watching this game before the game starts, do yourself a favor and go look back at some of these games, the 2013 game, the 2010 game, the 2010 NFC Championship game, the and any games before that. This is a game that doesn't come around very often, and I Even- want you to enjoy the historical significance of the Bears and the Packers with both teams needing something done with so much on the line meeting with one game to play in a game in which small samples are the game you have one game for everything even take a look at 2018 week one there's no stakes really because it's week one but the stakes are implied whoever wins this one in a year in which people thought the Packers might be on a down year and the Bears on their way up that is a perfect game. That is probably the best game in most recent memory that people who don't closely watch this rivalry know about. That is an electric game. Yeah. So, um, Jeremy, anything else before we move on? This game is going to have some turnovers. It's going to have a couple missed kicks, maybe. Maybe not a couple. We both got some pretty good kickers. Never thought I'd say that since we let <laughs> dear, dear Robbie go. But this one... This one's going to be a good one. It's going to be, it's not going to be like that. Remember the opening week last year? It was like 10 to 3. That's uh, not this game. No. These offenses are humming and these defenses are not humming, <laughs> to put it lightly. <laughs> but they're going to be, there's going to be a Packer turnover. There might be a Bears sack or two. It's going to, it's going to have it all, I think. I really think it's going to have everything that we ask for in a Bears Packers game. Brett Favre goes back to pass. He pumps. Now he fires over the middle. Intercepted. I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. It was intercepted by Tracy Porter. All right. We are moving on to our very much alive celebrity prediction. Uh, Bill, even though he is skiing in Texas, which I don't know how that works, but that's a true statement that Bill is visiting his sister in Texas and he's going skiing today. What is that? How does that work? What does that mean? Are there mountains in Texas? I don't listen. I didn't know that it could snow in Texas. So, but that's that's the truth. But because, but go ahead. I may have to clear something up. I don't think he's in Texas. I thought he was visiting his sister. I don't know where she lives. All I know is that I saw a Snapchat of him in Yakima, Washington. And that makes a little okay. bit more sense for skiing. <laughs> so he is not skiing in Texas. Anyways, anyway. He, <laughs> because he, he is so dedicated to the podcast and he loves us so much, he spent all week searching the earth, every nook and cranny, to find us a, a celebrity who would come on the podcast and talk to us about the game. And as you know, Bill Big Willie is one of the best at securing fantastic celebrities. And so this week, our celebrity is the one, the only, the Hugh Hefner. Wow. Welcome on. Welcome on, Hef. We uh, it's been a long time since we last talked. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to have you on. And uh, before we get into anything, 
you're obviously born and raised in Chicago. Um, I guess my question to you would be, you have seen a lot in your life, more than, than we, Jeremy and I have seen combined. My question for you is, have you seen anything more beautiful than a week 17 Bears-Packers game with everything on the line? That depends on your imagination. That's a great question. Jeremy, what do you have for uh, the half? Hey, half. Really, really big fan. I just love I love your work. I love your robes. Question. Football aside, what do you think Mitchell, that's Mitchell Trubisky, Mitchell's, what do you think Mitchell's chances are of kind of taking your spot as the head of the Playboy Mansion? It is conceivable. Anything is conceivable. He's a good-looking kid. I, I know. He is. That's a great looking kid. Yeah. Wow. That those are pretty high chances. Um, so I like congratulations, to think so. Mike. Yeah. So uh, obviously, uh, Mr. Hefner. Do you mind if I call you Hugh? Okay. So uh, Hugh, you started one of the most popular magazines in the history of America. Um, you were the grandfather of kids finding magazines in their dad's dresser and for the first time in their lives being revealed to a side of the world in which they had no idea existed. And so my question for you on that front is why did you not use some of the proceeds to help the Bears buy better players so that they could win more than one Super Bowl? in the last 50 years. Uh, very selective. I got in the habit of, uh, of working at home and um, uh, very selective. I got you, family man, family man, Hugh. Uh, Jeremy. Hey Hugh, again, really big fan, wanted to reiterate that. Um, <laughs> when it comes down to watching football, especially football games of this magnitude, what would you say you like more watching a really really awesome week 17 winner take all football game or having three girlfriends that all love you and you love them well a number of friends were um, a number of friends were um, sunbathing around the pool mm -hmm. and uh, they as a matter of fact came out uh, uh, into the uh, area in front of the house uh, with a, a flower laid to uh, lay on me as I Wow, did not expect that answer. You're a noble Polygamous. man. Polygamous. Um, and then my last question to send you out of here, Hugh. Um, I want two things. One, I want you to tell me the... I mean, obviously, you're a master at this. So this is a big game. What advice would you give to these players on how to get up for a game of this magnitude? How to, how to get up for a, a game that has so much on the line? And then second part of the question... I want a score prediction. Who do you think is going to win? And if you can give us any insights on how you think we're going to get to that. Well, the first stage is to go through the photo department. 21, 59. All right. Thank you, Hugh. Um, we appreciate you coming on. I would like to, to, I would like to get it on the record that uh, uh, I don't do these kind of shows very often, and I'm here because well, we I'm a fan. Uh, hopefully we will talk to you later this year. Maybe if there's a playoff game between the Bears and the Packers. Uh, Hugh, appreciate having you on. I'm a primetime player. I came through when it counted and uh, got my second TV. I got one for my living room now and one for my bedroom. So All right. 
we are moving on to the staple of the program. The thing that you're all waiting for, it's our favorite segment, the drinking game. Usually we have Bill here to satisfy what the lawyers need, which is a disclaimer. I'm going to try to take that over here because um, you guys have not been listening to the rules of the game. Our lawyers keep telling us we need to do a better job at explaining what the rules are. So there are two rules you have to follow when playing the drinking game. The first rule is simple. Follow the rules. Uh, without rules, there's utter chaos. With utter chaos, there's socialism. We're not about that life. Number two, you need to be drinking wherever, whenever, except if you're driving. If you're not driving, you need to be playing the game. If you're, say, I don't know, at your grandmother's house celebrating Hanukkah. I don't understand how that works. Maybe you're still celebrating Chinooka. It doesn't matter. You need to be drinking. It's dry January. I'm trying to participate in dry January, but guess what? I will not be tar- participating in dry January during Packer games. That is a dry January free zone. If let's say you're walking down the street and someone next to you has a heart attack, you need to give CPR. While you're giving CPR, if one of these things happens, you need to take a quick five second break, take your drink and get back to the CPR. Okay. Um, and lastly, do what we do. Drink responsibly. I hope that satisfied what the what the uh, lawyers needed us to do. But let's get into it. You are going to drink your drink every single time the announcers bring up Bakhtiari's injury after Khalil Mack eats the Packers lunch and sacks Aaron Rodgers because the announcers are going to tell you how big of a loss it is that the Packers mm-hmm. lost David Bakhtiari. All right. Speaking of injuries, as mentioned, Jalen Johnson, standout rookie, and Buster Screen, the starting nickel corner, are both out. So take a drink every time Aaron Rodgers picks on them individually with Devontae Adams. You're gonna hear a lot of you're gonna hear a lot of on your Bears Twitter feed if you're a Bears fan. It looks like the Packers are just going to the line and trying to find out where whoever those cornerbacks are and attacking them. They are attacking a specific person. You're going to hear a lot about that. I need you to take a shot when they show any sort of replay or whatever of the historic rivalry between these two franchises. And this is a little bit extra. If you see any footage of Vince Lombardi or who is that? George Hallis. Or George Hallis, you need to make it a double. So if you see any video footage of Vince Lombardi or George Hallis, make it a double shot. You're going to see a lot of it. It's a historic rivalry. I don't know if we have talked enough about that today, but it is. Really quick, I need to circle back. Do you not know who George Hallis is? I have no idea who George Hallis is. All right, that just got me even more fired up for this game. Figure it out, Katie. Start in the NFL. <laughs> I don't need to tell you. you got to figure that one out yourself. All right, <laughs> double, double up that shot of yours if... That footage is of week 17 in 2010 or 2013. Yeah, you're going to see it. I I can guarantee that you're going to see the, and here's my Joe Buck impression, Rodgers to Cobb, touchdown. You're going to see that. You're going to see that at least once. The Aaron Rodgers, the John Kuhn block, we don't need to get into it, but you're going to see that. So I need you to inject pure alcohol into your veins when Devontae Adams goes to make a cut and he slips and falls because we are reminded that juking in the dead cold of winter at Soldier Field in Chicago is like trying to ice skate on concrete. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. 
North and South, baby. North and South. The Great Equalizer. The Great Equalizer. All right, this one is for <laughs> Packers fans only. You need to not chug. You need to back in your old college days, shotgun your beer, pop that, pop that little hole in the bottom for every single Mitchell touchdown. That's throwing, that's rushing, that's anything. That's good. Um, it sounds to me that Jeremy's hoping there may be four or five shotguns of beers today. Mitchell's going nuts. <laughs> um, so this one's back. It is our last one of the regular season. EQ got his first touchdown last week. So slam your beer if Equinemius St. Brown gets a touchdown. Slam that beer. All right, this one's going to be a, maybe Packers fans don't know it just yet, but take a drink anytime someone on either team falls for the hard count. Mitchell's got himself a hard count these days. He does. Oh, man, that is such a miss that I should have asked Hugh Hefner about the hard count. Oh. oh what a miss. <laughs> all right, that's all right. We'll have him back on later. Wasted we'll opportunity. <laughs> Snort the salt, shoot the tequila, and squeeze the lime in your eye when you realize the Packers' defense isn't back. They just haven't played anyone worth the damn on offense in months. Ooh, I can just double up on that one. Maybe realize, or same thing, anytime that the Bears' offense looks like shit just because they've played dog shit defenses and everybody thinks they're back. They Big are back. Big fan of that. Big fan of that. They're back. They're back. They're back. Come on. They're back. All right. If at any point the Bears are leading this game, finish your drink if the broadcast shows playoff scenarios in which a Bears-Packers rematch occurs the following week. Yep. They're going to talk about it. The saving grace for Packers fans, if they lose, is you get revenge week next week, right? I'm very scared so, about revenge week if, they, if the Bears win this one. Losing in the playoffs would not be fun. <laughs> I'm just excited that that means that you would be back on the podcast with us, Jeremy. So, oh, yeah. uh, finish finish your drink when your Green Bay Packers are NFC champions and a one seed with all roads to the Super Bowl going through Lambeau Field, baby. Do you really need two? I mean, can I have one? If you come over and watch some movies with me. All right. Thank you. Last thing here. Things to remember if the Packers lose, even though they won't lose, because you are listening to the PPP, the Packers pregame podcast, and they have never had a losing result when we get the podcast out on time, and we're getting it out on time today, boys. So, thing to remember is that we're still in the playoffs, okay? If we lose, we may not have the one seed, we may not have a bye week, but we are still in the playoffs, anything can happen. This is a tough one to start out with because of how much uh, juice and excitement there has been, but I'm not going to try to find a different one to put in this place because this is very realistic. Things to remember if the Bears lose. Nothing really has changed, and I'm still sad at the end of a Sunday. Yeah, well, I, man, I'm really hoping that... We'll pick it back up. The rest of this list is going to pick it back up. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. Energy's back. Juice is back. Juice is back. When the Packers won the Super Bowl, we played all of our games on the road. So, listen, it doesn't matter. Who needs Lambeau Field when you have Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur? 
Matt McFleur. <laughs> Things to remember, if the Bears lose, people are probably just going to get fired and we can start over. That's always fun. Who start doesn't over. like a good restart? It's like it's like when you have that first week after the sadness of a breakup and you're like, you know what? I'm a free man. I can go to bars. I can hit on women. Everything's fine. Even though deep down... Do whatever you know, I want. Deep down, you know you want to go back to that week 17 matchup and try again. Right? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Try it. Run it back. That's right. Um, we... A thing to remember if the Packers lose... We may actually have a chance to play the Bears again in the playoffs. We may actually have a chance to have revenge week next week. So keep that in mind. Things to remember if the Bears lose, it was definitely because the refs had it out for us and they like Aaron Rodgers better. Absolutely. It has already happened. There I already know there are gonna be questionable calls that are going to help the Green Bay Packers out, and I'm okay with it. Now I understand why Bears fans wouldn't be, but I'm telling you that that's what's gonna happen. I'm already prepared for at least one roughing the passer call on a second and long or a third and short that, you know, just gives them a first down. So I'm just going to, I'm going to bury that one down. And if there's a second one, then I can be mad because I know there's going to be one. <laughs> um, a thing to remember if the Packers lose that we are officially underdogs with nothing to lose in the playoffs. We're here. Scrappy we underdog Packers. The one seed. We are the scrappy underdog 12 and four Green Bay Packers. With the MVP at quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Josh Allen was the MVP. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Things to remember if the Bears lose. Maybe the Cardinals also lost and we can still make the playoffs, but that's loser talk, and I'm not going to bring that up. Yep, yep. We are going to erase quick. that from our memories that Jeremy even said it. That's loser talk. The Bears are here to win. Yeah, quick side note, I'm not going to watch any of that Cardinals game this week because I don't want to get in the playoffs on the back of another team losing. If the Bears lose, they don't deserve to be in the playoffs. If they lose, I'm still going to be upset and sad. I don't want to know how that Bears or Rams-Cardinals game ended. I don't care. I want to win. Win and you're in. I'm not watching the Seahawks game. I'm not watching it. I don't even care. I'm not watching it. It doesn't matter. Um, Just win, baby. Just win. Just win. Uh, And then my last one here. We knew that this was going to happen. We're Packers fans. We knew that our hearts would be ripped out, our souls removed from our body, and our livers sacrificed to the Greek gods themselves. This happens every year, and it's our fault for getting our hopes up. We need to channel that energy. We need to save it, that anger, that hate, and we need to use it to tweet at Peter Pukowski about why the Packers should have traded for Will Fuller, even though Will Fuller was out because he took PEDs. It's the process that counts. It's the process that comes. That's right. We're process-oriented. All right. Turning the tables. If the Bears win, the tables have officially turned for the next decade. Do not forget that, even if they lose in the playoffs. That's a historical significance setter that I didn't even put in my brain. This is the first game of a new decade. This means so much more than I had originally put in my brain. Woo! The 2020s are for the Bears. This this game is Rogers for the 2020s. Get done. The 20 it's up for grabs. So that's it. That's the Packers pregame podcast. Once again, you are welcome for listening. And go sit down, take a breather. I know that this podcast just got you so hyped up that you can't handle it. The game doesn't start for a little while. Take a breather, sip on a beer, and get ready because this game is what we've all been, I've been 
waking up praying for a game like this. And we got it. Get yourselves ready. Last, you are welcome for listening. This is the Packers podcast. For those who know why and how the game happened, but they want to know when, where, and what. Bill is not here to send us out. I'm nervous to give it to Jeremy. I'm going to do it anyways. Jeremy, send us out. <laughs> Bear down, Chicago Bears. <laughs> oh, man. I really enjoyed that.